7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg Hose, and a very good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Sport On. I am Tabiso Musia, Loyolom Kalipi, and Katlako Mudiba are producing, and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer this evening. It's been quite a busy day with Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter announcing his squad to play against Libya in Tunisia later this month in the last AFCON qualifier, a match where Bafana Bafana need to avoid defeat to qualify for June's tournament in Egypt. But there's been so much reaction to this squad announcement as you would expect with any squad announcement people always react so we're going to speak to the Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter shortly and uh, we will also take your views on this uh, squad announcement today and we'll also speak to SABC sports reporter Velile Amnyandu who will give us his analysis of the squad and uh, looking back at the weekend uh, we review the super rugby action involving South African teams and we'll also touch uh, well especially the Bulls uh, because the Bulls have been on fire winning three out of four this season including three against South African teams. So we will touch on that and also touch on a story that broke on Friday. Chili boy Rali Pele allegedly testing positive for a banned substance. It's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's the third time now, uh, but still no confirmation from any from everyone, including the Drug Free Institute for uh, for Sport. But having said that, there have been no denials either because we spoke to Saids off air and they didn't deny this, but they couldn't talk about it also. So we'll find out more on the story. But firstly, let's go to Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter, who's holding on the line to speak to us okay we're going straight there coach good evening i hope you can hear me thank you for joining us on safm Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Coach, I think before we get into your squad, I just want to look at the game this month. You need to avoid defeat. Is that how you're approaching it, or you're going all out for a win here? No, I think it's it's not a, it's not a normal game. Obviously, you, 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 we are coloured a little bit by the by the nature of the game and the and the the fact that we do have the draw in our back pocket. But I think it's a very dicey game if you start looking at this sort of game and saying, well, let's park the bus and let's do this. I think we have got to be quite aggressive. I don't think we've got to be overly aggressive on an away, on a, on a away pitch. But I think it would be wrong of us if we think that we can just go there and the South African national team can defend for 90 minutes plus and just... And just I don't think that, that's not in our nature. So we have to have a, a quite expansive... Offensive, but certainly a dogged and resolute defensive. Mm. And coach, having drawn with Libya in Deben, what did you learn about them in that game? Well, I learned more, more about ourselves. If I'm honest, I've seen I've seen Libya on uh, yeah, I think I've seen about eight games that they've played now, and so I know I know enough about them to know that their strength their strength lies in the fact that they. They train their home-based players train together like a small club. You know, they, they they're they're together almost all the time. Their foreign players come in from abroad, obviously, and uh, and they're the same as us. They only train during uh, international duty, but their strength lies in the fact that they they know each other well. They play together often, and they're like a little club team, well organised and uh, in good team spirit. Now, what I learned about ourselves on that night was. But we have got to, we have got to make sure that our structure is good, and then from that good structure, we've got to have lots of movement and and make sure that we are on the front foot. So, 
I don't think we played well that night. I don't think Libya played against a good South African team. And I think that we can go there and we can, one, we can surprise them, and two, we can be a very, very unpleasant opponent for them. Do you think they would have changed anything since then? Because you did say at a press conference today that you also had someone on the ground watching them or following their progress. Yeah, they changed. They've changed. I mean, their coaches have changed, uh, and we've and we've noticed that they have. They've had they've had uh, slight changes in their in their formation. They've they've played with uh, three centre backs and higher wing backs, with the wing backs crossing into into big strikers. That was a big change because. When the, the old coach was there, they played very much a 4-4-2, 4-3-3 four, 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 three, three, and played through the midfield with a couple of midfield players getting on the ball. But Northern Africans, what we know is that they, they save the flank play and they, and they usually have quite a big striker who's quite good on crosses. So a part of our game plan up there will have to be to negate that flank play and, uh, and make sure that we're very competitive on anything that's fed into our box. For those who are just joining us, we're just catching up quickly with Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter who announced his squad uh, today and we were just talking about the game and we'll get to his squad now and his thought process uh, after this short break. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Coach, thank you very much for holding on. We had to take that quick break. Uh, let's talk about your squad now. You must have faced a challenge with the goalkeepers because we were counting recently that a lot of first-choice goalkeepers in the APSA Premiership are actually foreign goalkeepers. How difficult was it to to, to, to fill in that third spot? Yeah, no, you're right. It was difficult. It was difficult partly because, as you say, lots of the, lots of the, lots of the goalkeepers in the league are, are foreigners. Uh, but it was also difficult in terms of let's. This has got to be about finding the goalkeeper that is right for the role that is needed in Libya. Not just let's find a goalkeeper that's doing well at this moment. So I mean, look, if I if I if I give you two, Mbata in Amazu, uh, uh, he's he's doing really well. He's doing really well. But he's not been around that long. He's flaming at the defense. May not be, may not be the smartest thing to do. Wayne Sunderland has come back from the wilderness a little bit, and he's 35 years old, and he's and he's back in his experience. But at that age, is it taking us anywhere by investing more international experience into Wayne? Now I've gone for Bruce because one, I think the, the number three goalkeeper that we take has got to show that. He's ready to fill in in case one of the other two get injured. And I think Bruce has shown on numerous occasions, even with me at Kosafa, that we threw him in at the deep end against, uh, against Botswana with little notice, and he went in and he was rock solid. And now I watch him for Kaiser Chiefs. He, again, he's had to come in at last minute, and he was rock solid. So there's two things with Bruce. One, I think he has the mentality of this third-choice keeper that we need at the moment to get yourself ready and be there if we need you. And two, we're investing real international cutting-edge experience into a young goalkeeper who will be the future. So I think it's it's been a difficult decision in many ways, but I think it's the right decision. But I guess it's clear that the keeper that will play is between Ronun and Darren because they've been part of your squad for most of the time. Yes, 
yes. And I think that's, again, that is why I'm saying that the third-choice keeper, we need him to do a, to play a certain role. I'm not, in, I'm not envisaging the third-choice keeper suddenly becoming the first choice because I think Ronza, Ronza and, uh, and Dallin, they will, they will scrap it out to see who wears the shirt. Coach, you've also called up Zungu and Keegan uh, despite them returning from injury, but you made it clear yeah. that they are added players in your squad. What is the thinking there? Yeah, well, they've both been out injured. They're both back training for football. They've both played with no team games, but neither of their clubs have seen fit to bring them into the senior, into the senior team. So I'm, I've got that question. Are they fully fit or... Are they not match fit? Now, the only way, because if I ask the boys, they want, they want so badly to play. So I'm going to get, yes, coach, I'm, I can play. You know, that's, that's normal. But what I can do, rather than just say, well, no, they can't play because their quality would be very useful for us. So I'm going to bring them on camp. I'm going to give them a few days to impress. And if they, and if they do, then uh, they're selectable. And if they don't, do you add two more players to your squad, or do you take the twenty-two? No, if if they don't, if they don't, then they'll they'll just start to sit in the stand, or they'll return to their clubs a couple of days early. Mm. A lot of people expected Kemi Rasmus also to be a shoe in here because of his past of his recent performances, but he does miss out. How close did he come, and what weighed against him, coach? No, Kemi was very close, and I had a long conversation with Benny where we discussed, you know, Kermit's progress. And I, I said to Benny, I thought Benny had done a great job with Kermit. And the, the great job I think he's done is creating, creating a feeling around Kermit that he's the man. You know, Kermit is coming in. And to be fair, he's only really burst onto the scene in Cape Town over maybe the last four or five games. So he has come gradually. He's going so fit. He's felt more and more like, I'm back. And I think Kermit is best in that environment. I don't think I can give him that at this moment. I think he would come and be and be one of the players supporting. And I don't think that's good for Kermit. I don't, honestly. I think it's better that he continues to develop with Benny in Cape Town. And then we know that we've got a little bit in our back pocket with Kermit Erasmus. Moving on to another probably surprise selection to some, Lars Felvek, especially because you had said that you've not worked with him previously and you didn't select him, yeah. but he's in now. Yeah. Have you? Does it mean you've seen a bit more of him to be convinced? No, no more than I've seen when I've seen clips of his games when he scored goals and he scored a lot of goals. You know, he's he's probably our, our most prolific goal scorer. But the stats have not got him in. What's got him in is the fact that. We're going, we're going to play a one-off game, so the cup final, and having Lars in the squad as an impact player, you know, I can see a scenario where if we're chasing the game, then we bring him on and that physical presence. If I was a, a Libyan, I wouldn't want to see him. I would want to see something that I can deal with. Now we bring him, we bring on Lars and he's, and we're getting Lebo and we're getting, uh, Personally, sniffing around him, everything that breaks down, and you get ring backs that are high, whipping crosses in, and anything that drops out of the box, we rifle it back in, and can can cause that momentum and pressure. I think that's the scenario we, we, we would also like in our back pocket. So, no, Lars has not impressed me more than he did before, and no, I've not worked with him, 
So I think in this situation, me not working with him, I don't think that's a massive disadvantage. I think we can we can use him, his, both his physical and his goal scoring capabilities, and I think we can use him as an impact player. Okay. And coach, also at the press conference today, the logistics were announced and uh, the team will be traveling to Frankfurt and then to Tunisia for the game. Are you happy with the yes. logistics and how everything has worked out? Well, we're hoping, we're hoping that we can fly to Frankfurt and then we can, we can get a charter from, Plan- from Frankfurt directly into, uh, into Saks. Now, that would, be, that would be a perfect world. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of hanging around on airports. There's going to be long bus journeys uh, from Tunis to, to Saxon, and it will be a little bit more arduous. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we can, we can sort, of, sort out the, uh, the charter without, it, without costing more than the, uh, than the regular flight from Frankfurt to Tunis and the bus, the bus trip. Uh, and I'm hoping, more than that, I'm hoping that we can, we can get our... Sundowns Pirates players smoothly in to, to meet us and our European players smoothly in to meet us. And if we can, if we can get all that done, then uh, I'll be happy. But it's a, it's a challenge, and it's a challenge with the, with the nutrition and the hydration on that route because long flights, long layovers, long bus trips, you know, you've got to make sure that the players are hydrated and are getting something to eat. And so that's going to take some... Uh, some logistics from the uh, the medical department. And then the Pirates and the Sundowns players, are they joining you directly in Tunisia after their Champions League commitments? Well, I think the Pirates players, the Pirates players have got to join up with the Sundowns players first and then they'll fly on together. And then I suppose, they're supposed to land then in, uh, in Tunis and, and, and meet us before we move on to Saks. So that's the, that's the, that's the way it's planned in the bigger brush strokes and now we've got to make sure that the smaller brush strokes make it as smooth and as uh, as uh, non-taxing as possible for the lads and are there any changes to your technical team or is it still the same the, the same guys Mulefi, alex that you're taking to tunisia it'll be no it'll be it'll be Mulefi, it'll be um, andre Aronson, andre it'll be josh smith josh smith and then uh, the departure of Sean, of Sean Barber to, to Chiefs, I don't think we'll be replacing him. We'll just go with, uh, with, the, with the staff that is. Okay. Coach, the last one, there's just one common question coming through saying that uh, Kemit has played more than some of the players that you've called up. And uh, what is your, the criteria yeah. that you're using then? No, criteria, criteria there. I mean, look, you give out, you give out general criteria, but then you've got, you've got things things that happen along the way. And one of the things that happens along the way is that this game is of a certain nature. And so if I say, well, I'm only picking players that have played above 10 games, let us say, then that maybe discards players that can help us in this one-off game. And so, you know, what criteria would I have used when I brought Shabba back for for a one-off game because I thought his set plays deliveries would have helped us in that game? The criteria there, and I understand people want hard and fast criteria, but I just don't feel in this game that this is the right game for Kermit. I, 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 I like the development of Kermit, I've spoken to Danny, and I just don't feel that this is the right game for Kermit to come in. I what? think we've got, we've got a Percy Tower, we've got a uh, Lebo Madiba who are doing really well, 
and if Kearney comes in, when he comes in, I want him to feel he's coming in and he's and he's going to play and he's going to get that going time and he's going to get he's going to get his feet under the table again. I just don't think this is the right one. Last one from me. Does your future depend on this game? Because there was that statement attributed to you saying that you'll step down if Safa wants you to, if Bafana don't qualify. The president was on this show. He came back and he said, no, that was a misinterpretation. Well, the misinterpretation is, I suppose, that the influence is that that I will walk away from the job if we lose. I never never walk away from the job, I don't suppose. But what, what, what I am saying is that win, lose, or draw... I think I should put my, my I, should, I think I should put myself up for for examination because if you if you lose this game then I don't think I don't think that's a success and therefore I would say to my employer if you don't if you don't fancy continuing then okay I understand at the same point you know at any time during the contract you you also have the you also have the right to say look. This is not working for me either. So, therefore, we should, we should part ways. I think this is a bit of a watershed. So, after this game, yes, we will sit down and talk. And, and that will be whatever the result. Because if we're going to continue and we win or we, we go through to AFCON, then AFCON has got to be something that we look at and say, well, we don't want to just make up the numbers. We want to be a success. Now, that's going to take a corporation. So whatever happens after this game, I'm sure that me and the association will sit down and we'll we'll go through a few things, and I'm sure that the result will the result will tell us if that's going to be a, a, a mutually a mutually uh, pleasant conversation or it's going to be a rather harsh conversation. Okay, coach. Thank you very much. I know it's been a busy day. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us, Coach Stuart Baxter. We appreciate it. No, cheers. My pleasure. Thank you. That's the Bafana Bafana coach, Stuart Baxter, then explaining his selections. And uh, so what do you make then of those explana- of those explanations now that he's clarified why he has selected a few players and left out a few? You can call us right now on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. We do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. We're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On. We're also going to get reaction from SABC Spot reporter Velile Mnyandu, who's had a lot to say um, about this uh, squad announcement. And for those, by the way, who have missed uh, the squad, I will call it out for you, the full squad, after this break. Sometimes we actually forget to do that and we focus on certain players. So I'll call it out for you after this break before we speak to Veli Lemnyandu. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, before we go to the lines, let's go to the voice notes there regarding the Bafana Bafana squad announcement. Oh, okay. Let's go. Oh, okay, let's go to Mdange. Mdange, you're a busy man this evening. Good evening. Mdange. Oh, I've, I, I can't hear you. I don't know if anybody else can. Do you want to? Okay. okay, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, man, but I'm going to call man. I will just take a short left, man, to my team, man, on Apple So I'm very sorry, man. I'm really disappointed in my team, man, on Apple Because, you know, today, on Apple so it was supposed to be one of those days when you are preparing to go to Conakry, you know, to collect just a draw. Now, imagine, when so we are going there, you know, forced, when so to win that game. 
forced to win that game uh, because of a uh, situation by our team, by our coaches, in fact, you know, uh, because we are in, in a stage, a crucial stage of the league and a crucial stage with group stages. And we are supposed to win that game easily because that's... I was, the I was there on Friday night. What did they get wrong in your, in your opinion? But tell me, so first of all, the tactics. The tactics we could see Guti, the three four three formation uh, the three four three formation isn't working. It didn't work against Bloomfontein Celtic and that formation when you're playing uh, that formation that formation with Tolam Lambo and Musanya Tama, you build up a guarantee to be slow. But our coaches, that thing has been showing when I so when you play to Ben Motswari and either Musanya Tama, we could see Guti, with the availability of um Uradika Uluf Yomela, we were we we, we we were much quicker getting into the box. But right now, I don't know, when we are playing Utolam Lambo and Musanya Tama, we tend to have uh, those build-ups which were slow, and they were nowhere to be seen over the weekend. And I was surprised, Guti, our first change, it came after the 70th minute. Our first positive change, never mind the, the substitution of Marcelo, because we know, Guti, he was using a scapegoat to, to cover up for Uladiga Ula, Undengan, because that boy, he played well. The boy played well. Undengane was the one making mistakes, but I will, I, I will not blame him either, Undengane, because, I mean, he's inexperienced because he's stages, group stages. But the tactics that were used by our coaches over the weekend, I mean, the, 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 the constant exclusion of key players here to uh, your Mpomakola, that was a game for Mpomakola, that was a game for Udube, that was a game for Upasekamako. It's time they make those changes which will put bring competition back into the team. Because you can see now, Guti, are players now who are not performing. They know Guti next game they will be they will, they okay. will be in, in the starting lineup. It's very sad when I put you someone. Let me give others. Okay, chance. but it's not impossible to win against Horoya though. Surely, surely it's not impossible. But I gotta agree with you with that central pairing. I was also a bit confused. Marcelo doesn't speak that much English, and you put him in a Champions League game with Ndengane, who's also not new to the team, but I mean he's new to the team. And I thought that was just a recipe for disaster. And poor Marcelo had to be sacrificed there when he probably was not at fault for those two goals. But that's Mdanga's views. Whatever we talk about, he'll always come and talk about pirates. Let's get back to Bafana Bafana. A voice note. Ah, uh, good evening. This is Ray uh, in Cape Town. Um, whatever he says, Stuart Baxter, and whatever he selects, Bafana, Bafana has had it. Bafana is done, finished. They will never ever get Bafana back to where they were before. There's too much politics in these games. They can change coaches. They can do whatever they want to. They pay millions of rents to coaches. They will never get Bafana back to where they were. Okay, thanks for that voice note. I'm not sure if it's really about the politics or if it's if it's about the quality. Because Gavin Hunt raised something very interesting earlier today, saying that um, the quality is just bad. In The standard of the league is poor. He says this season is the worst that he's seen in 30 years. The fact that he can win one out of his last seven matches and still be two points off the leaders. It says to him that the quality is really, really poor. And this was a question that was actually posed to uh, Stuart Baxter at the press conference today. He tried to be uh, diplomatic about it and uh, saying that um, the game has improved off the field. South African football has improved off the field, but it's probably to the expense of what's happening on the field of play. Let's go now to another man who was at the press conference today, Velile Mnyandu, award-winning SABC senior sports reporter who joins us on the line. Let's get his reaction now to uh, the squad. We didn't have a lot of time, unfortunately, with uh, Stuart Baxter. He had other commitments uh, tonight, so that's why we had to let him go. Velile, good evening and thanks for joining us. 
good evening, Tamiso, and also to the listeners. Valele, do you understand the questions even from the Chiefs fans about Bruce Vuma instead of a Siambata or a Sunderlands that have probably played more games, weighing that up with the coach's explanation? Yeah, you see this thing of uh, the national team and squad selection, it's not really something that uh, I like to discuss when I tell you so, you know, um, because there's three of us, uh, even right now, there's Katleho, there's yourself, there's myself, and if we were to come up with our own selection, um, surely we'll differ. But you see, on the on the matters of principle, um, where you select players who are injured or who have not recovered fully from uh, their injuries ahead of fit players, then there uh, it's, it's a serious issue. And I'll tell you, um, when it comes to this squad, this one of um, the, the goalkeeper situation, because we've always known that we're going to have this challenge um, because of Itumel and Kune uh, not being available. With all due respect to Mbata, but uh, I only have gone for someone who's new in the national team setup um, in this case. Unless we're playing international friendlies or we're going to Kostafa, uh, yeah. But there's a lot at stake here. And I've seen things, strange things happening in Kadiso. You'll remember, you'll recall what happened when we were going to our first World Cup in 1998, and we had two goalkeepers who got injured. Uh, were a goalkeeper, I think, um, I don't know if, if it was Paul Evans who got injured, and their replacement was also injured, and we ended up having to come up uh, with um, with the Samuel Hopan uh, going to the World Cup. So let, let's just say something happens. Uh, Darren Kitt and Ronan Williams get injured there in, um, in in Libya because we're going to spend the whole week there. And it's closer to the time Bruce Huma will have to <laughs> to play because he plays the third goalkeeper, you know? So for me, in this case, I would have simply gone for someone who's exposed to this level, uh, Wayne Sandilands, who's shown with his experience. Uh, yes, he does have uh, his moments there and there, but uh, he will be coming from... Guinea Conakry, where he will also be involved in a similar assignment uh, with Orlando Pirates. So he's hyped up for the occasion. And uh, so f- for me, I felt uh, someone like Wayne Sandland, who's also not new to the national team setup, was ideal for this. You you mentioned injuries then, and you've pointed out that the inconsistencies. Is that referring to Zungu and, and, and Doli, who the coach says will be assessed in camp? What do you make of that decision? I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. This is not a camp where you are going to assess Tabiso. Um, the guys get there, and let's say let's say they, they get there on Sunday, late on Sunday, um, in, in Fox, and then you start training from Monday. You don't have time to assess there. Let's take the, the case of Zongo, one of the most established midfielders we've got, and on his day, a, a fit Zongo for me is an obvious starter for Bafana Bafana. But he has not played community football since September last year. You know? And what are you saying to a Nebuchadnezzar Piri who plays in the same league with uh, Zungu, has also been part of the national team setup, has got this experience of coming back from um, the Rio Olympics with, with our under 23s, and now all of a sudden um, he's not part 
of the setup. You know? And so, you know, and, and they play this in the same league with Zungu. You know? And now you have to explain to him that, no, um, I don't need you for this camp, but I will take a Zungu and try and assess him in, in, in camp, you know? And, yeah, no, no, no. This one, you see, tell me something. When it comes to Bafana Bafana, it's also about the harmony within the team. And I know that sometimes these type of things, they can disrupt the moment, the, moment, uh, the, the, the harmony uh, w- w- within the team. You know, not long ago, there were allegations that uh, Coach Stuart Baxter was trying to shield or protect Zongu uh, from the allegations of um, players who went out on a drinking spree in Devon. Mm. And there were allegations that he's trying to protect Zulu because they come from the same agency. Now, what is happening is fueling those rumors. Hmm. And what, a guy, what about a guy like Kemi Terasmus? A lot of people thought that his recent performances uh, were enough to be in the squad, especially because, like you said, it's probably a once-off game there. You need to avoid defeat there. Uh, what do you make of the decision to leave him out? Because that's got a lot of reaction today, I think, more than anybody else. Has he done enough to be in the squad? You know, I was asked this question by Andy Leon 411 even over the weekend. And uh, and I, I like Kemet, and he's, he's also not new uh, to the setup. But, uh, you know, sometimes we should just let um, the players to, to back in the system fully a bit. I know he's played, uh, I think, 11 matches, he's scored three goals now, but uh, I felt it's still too soon for us um, to be talking about Kemet coming back into the team. Maybe, maybe, um, if he can continue with what is showing now, surely he should be a contender uh, for the AFCON. But where I have a problem, where I have a problem, Tabiso, is that now the selection of Zungu, and if you're going to select Zungu and Jolly to the team and you're saying, bring them to assess them, then surely you can also select Kemit based on the principle. Because with him, you don't have to assess him in his feet. Okay, let's go to the voice notes there. You can also send through your voice notes on 061-4104-107. Good evening to you, sir. With all due respect to the Pufana coach, please help me understand South African football. Erasmus is on red-hot form. He is like a burning hot coal at the moment. He is every opposition defender and goalkeeper's nightmare. He gets left out. I do not understand that. Then coming back to the goalkeeper scenario he used. He used Wayne Sunderland, 35 years old. The guy is in red hot form. When do you play him? After we lose the match? I mean, is the coach forgetting who got the equalizer for Man United when they won the UCL? It was Teddy Sheringham. He wasn't selected because of his age. He was selected because he was in red hot form. So please, coach. Try to explain us what you're really trying to do with the Bafana team. I do not understand you, and I can't see you going any far with this team. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you. And uh, also, uh, Tulani in Orange on, in Orange Free Orange Free State. Is that what they, they still call it? Orange Free State. Says, Dear Sir, Stuart Baxter is making me have confusion. Why leave world old machine like Vincent Pule and select unpromising Bongani and uh, Kigen Adoli. Okay, I think we've attached on those. Now, Velilambuli, last Felvek, the coach had said 
in the last squad announcement that even though Lutz has scored 10 out of 12, but he hasn't worked with him and uh, that's why he left him out. Are you surprised now that he's back? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not surprised because, you know, our coach sometimes we contradict himself, you know, and I think uh, he did a lot of that um, today. But, uh, look, I listened to the explanation, um, especially given the conditions where we are going, uh, maybe where he feels that uh, the physical strength and also the area strength of uh, Las Vegas uh, could help if he comes from the bench. So, look, he, he appears to to be having a plan. Um, but the only challenge is that he'll be working with him for the first time. And ideally, when you're going to uh, do a die encounter, you want uh, players that you're used to, uh, that you've worked with, you know, um, who will give you what you, what you need. But uh, let's let's see let's see because already you know that um, he will not start with him. There's Motima, there's also Pesitao. That's the combination that is likely uh, to start this week. And also there's no other match um, after that. And let's say we get the goal and we're leading. I don't see him bringing in another um, forward attacker. Mm. You know, uh, forward. I, I say maybe stabilizing the midfield more um, going from there, but. Let's see it because, you know, the, the only challenge that I have with uh, Las Vegas is that when we called him the last time, he was playing in the Belgian uh, pro pro league. And he went to play in the Dutch LTCC and he dropped out to the Dutch second division. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Finally, can Bafana get the result there in Tunisia from the squad that's been selected? They need to avoid defeat. Look, uh, make no mistake, from... These other side shows that are there in terms of selection, people are not happy with this selection and stuff. And another player that I feel is, is so unfortunate, Tabiso, is Capello uh, Morena, you know? Mm. But I understand that the coach sometimes has got his own preferences and how there, but you know, um, you, you cannot ignore players who are playing week in, week out in a high pressure tournament like the Cup Champions League. You just can't. Especially especially in, in this space where we are in, you know? You cannot you cannot ignore the players like that. But look, Bafana Bafana are currently unbeaten um, in, 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 in this tournament. Um, we only need to avoid a loss uh, in, in this game. But I watched Libya uh, playing in, 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 that, in that same venue, in fact, playing against Nigeria. I think Nigeria was leading to me. Libya came back, tell me so, and it was too old before Nigeria, uh, I think through Igano, managed to to find uh, the, the winning goal. So it is not easy there. They will throw everything. They throw the sink, everything, um, tr- trying to, to, to get the goal. I think what is important for us is to find an early goal and settle, um, but also not go there to try and pack the bus. No, 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 no. We need to play. Um, we need to play, and I, I, I feel that um, for me we've got a good team, uh, which which can do that. And knowing Coach Baxter, I expect him to to employ his uh, transitional football, operating more on this counter attack, uh, which could work because we've got the players with the speed, and uh, that can work. I think the only challenge that we have to fix is there at the back, uh, and and this time around, mark my words, I don't see him. Going usually he's played a, a bit of a dominated defense, 
Mm. But it's a combination that has not been doing very well at club level um, currently. So I, 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 I see him uh, disrupting uh, the rhythm a bit there, uh, going with a bit of a switch. You see, what I was saying to the coach today was Sundowns, with the majority of their squad uh, who have been called in, in this team, they'll be coming from Casablanca on a similar assignment and where they would have qualified uh, possibly even for the top spot against the at Casablanca. Uh, you've got parents that will be coming from Guinea Conakry. Those players, they are psyched up, they are ready for the occasion. They are, used, they, are, they are coming from similar conditions. So these are the players for me that I feel if you base your team around them, um, you, you will get what you're looking for. Okay, great stuff. Philly Lemyandu, thank you very much for uh, joining us here on uh, SAFM and giving us insight. You can still call us on 0891-104-207 and, t- and send WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. Lungisani, I'll come to you after this break. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's go to Lungisani from Katu in the Northern Cape. Good evening, Lungi. Thanks for calling us. Good evening, Tabiso. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. What's your view? Ah, there's certain favoritism in the national team. Uh, that, that's my view. Um, this relationship of uh, Clive Barker, sorry, uh, Baxter's son having a uh, coaching case that she's, I think for me, it tends to be some uh, uh, way of trying to make up, just to show that uh, the coach, his son, is doing well at Kaiser Chiefs. Because last time, I mean, you are robbed in him as a, as a, as a goalkeeper coach. Now suddenly, um, Vuma, who I've got no, um, I'm not against his, his selection, but I think he just only played one match in the PSL this season. So I don't feel, I think uh, Wayne Sunderland would have been the best bet. Um, he, yeah, like Vanilla said, he does have the stakes, but uh, he's an experienced goalkeeper and he's been there. And taking into account also the match, the kind of match that is going to be played in, in Libya, uh, sorry, in Tunisia, I think you need a, you need some experience um, for that. And going going up front, I think uh, Kermit Erasmus for me, I would have selected him. And again, it's based on the on the kind of match that you're going to be playing. Vanilla has already alluded to the mm-hmm. fact that you're going to play transitional football, which means that you're going to need pacey players up front um, who are going to be um, you're going to defend, but make sure that you play those balls in the channels and have pacey tower and maybe even Kermit Erasmus running into those defense on a counter-attack. I think that is my view of, of the whole situation. And I guess like Velile said, that this is not the game to assess players here. Yeah, you need to get, uh, you need to avoid defeat and go to Egypt. It's as simple as that and players can be assessed a bit later. Uh, but that's the view of Ulungisani and there's so many comments also coming through on uh, social media here. Uh, people also not too pleased with Bruce Vuma. And it's, it's also Kaiser Chiefs fans. People are saying, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I don't think Vuma has done enough to be in the Bafana Bafana squad. Well, the coach said he's got one eye on the future there. Let's now switch our focus and talk a bit of rugby because there was a big story that came out on Friday that Chili boy Rale Pele had tested positive for a banned substance again. Uh, he's not speaking and even uh, Said is not speaking the South African Institute for Drug-Free Sport, but they're also not denying it. We've got Kanyiso Tuako from Tiso, a black star with us here. Uh, Kanyiso, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, Travis. Good evening to the listeners. Well, as I said, there's been no confirmation from either parties, but as we know, Network Fear and Twentach is hardly wrong and there have been no denials too. What do you make of this story? Well, um, it is the first time that Mr. Um, Rajapelle has been uh, tested, tested positive 
for a banned substance. So if it was a first offense, maybe you could look at it and say it could have been a mistake as it was because the first time he met people before tested positive for a banned substance, it was part of the supplements that they were given and therefore they were given amnesty. But remember, he also tested positive when he tested out of competition when he was playing for Toulouse in France and he was injured at the time and he's now tested positive again for a banned substance. So I think just by that three counts alone, I think the case there could be there could be there could be a serious case against him. Does that explain then why he's not featured this season for the Sharks? And I see Craig Burden is back and he's been spotted at the Sharks too. Are they preparing for life after Chile Boy? They do, and also look at the two young hookers that they played in Kieran for Syrian and Fizzlewushan Butter. Fizzlewushan Butter debuted on Saturday for the Sharks against the Bulls in the game that they lost. So clearly. Uh, there were there were continuities made for whatever whatever that has happened to Chile Boy Riley at this point in time. With the fact that Craig Burden is also there because if you look at Craig Burden, doesn't offer much from a Springbok perspective. And again, it's not something that we can actually talk about because he is called with 37 year old playing out of his skin for the Bulls at the moment. But that's not the topic. But clearly, the Sharks have already had, have already made contingencies for. Chili Boy, in the event that he gets banned, because I suspect if he does get banned, I expect it to, I do have a feeling that, turning to the three, I do have a feeling that this could be curtains for him from a career perspective. I mean, this is a guy that was once touted as a Springbok captain. I think he actually led the box against, was it against the Babas in the one match? Where, yes, it was, it was 2003. At Twickenham? Yes. Yeah. So where did, it, where did it go wrong for Chili Boy? I wouldn't say... It has gone wrong for yeah. It's difficult to pinpoint where it's gone wrong, but if you are caught, if you've been caught three times using illegal substances, um, one wonders what kind of advice you are getting uh, from your or from medical people close to you. What are your thought processes? Because I think in this day and age, if you're playing professional sports and you from time to time dabble in, in illegal substances or banned substances, according to States and water. Chances are you're going to get caught because I mean tests are random, and from time to time they'll you'll be called up to test. So and so will be called up to test. I mean they also test at under 18 level. I mean remember that last year there was a big issue with a large number of kids testing positive for banned substances um, at Craven League. So clearly there is a problem with um, substance or these kind of substances that are being abused. But I think also what is important that I think when you're at that level, I think. Um, the gray matter should tell you that um, you cannot be dabbling with such substances because you will get caught at some point because, I mean, you are subject to all those testing, to, to those testing guidelines and regulations. And if you do not want to be tested, you then cast a fair bit of aspersion on yourself. Okay, Kanyasa Chwaku, thank you very much for joining us from TSO Blackstar, a sports reporter there, just uh, giving us a, a little bit of insight into Chili Boy Ralepele. As I've said, uh, there's been no confirmation from other parties, but there have also been no denials because we did put a call through to the South African Institute for Drug Free Spot. They couldn't speak, but they did not deny it. We're going to look at the Bulls up next with John Mameza, former Bulls player. And I can tell you now there is big news coming out of Real Madrid. I will read you that statement after the break. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Let's look at the Bulls now. John Mameta joins us on the line. Former Bulls player, of course, long-serving Bulls player, Bulls stalwart to John. Good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. How are you? Fine, thanks, John. Three wins out of four. Are there happy days back at Loftus? Uh, definitely, I think uh, the happy days are back. 
And um, there's a whole lot that has changed at the both. I think uh, the two guys that have come in, uh, namely Fermuel and and, um, and Griff, mm. they've uh, they've added so much um, experience that are making in the pack. There's a dynamic pack of guys that uh, that are there, but they just needed that extra experience that uh, that's there now. And what a, what about a guy like Henry Pollard playing his I think his fiftieth Super Rugby match? He was also he's been solid since the season started. That stability that he brings, I'm sure, it must also help. He brings a lot of stability. You know the difference between um, a good team and an average team is really the margins are so small. Right now, with the two guys that are in and Henry Pollard obviously going over fifty games. Yeah, he's done. He's played in the World Cup, so his experience will come will come in and will help the team uh, tremendously. But the difference when it comes to a good team and an average team, it's so small that if you take a single three and then it goes by two, three points, and check around three Oh, okay. We're losing John there. Sorry, John. I want to get you back on a better line there. We're going to call you back. I just wanted to hear exactly what you were saying there. And while we get John Mametza back on the line, I can tell you that the Real Madrid Board of Directors met today and has decided to terminate the contract of Santiago Solari as first-team coach. Whilst Real Madrid have offered him the opportunity to remain at the club and Real Madrid want to thank Solari for his work, commitment and the loyalty that he has always displayed towards the club, which is his home. And uh, But now here's the big story. The board of directors also agreed on the appointment of Zinedine Zidane as head coach of Real Madrid with immediate effect for the remainder of the season and the next three campaigns until 30th of June 2022. So Zinedine Zidane is back at Real Madrid. Happy days, I guess, are back at Real Madrid. Let's go back to John Mametza. John, sorry about that. We were touching on a hundred or Paul Ludd and you were saying that it's important to have a, a, fly, a fly-off of that sort that brings us stability. Yes, he's got so much experience. And um, um, I think in the past season, they've tried to give him the captaincy as well. But um, for now, if, even if he gets the captaincy um, uh, for the season... That's okay because he's got the likes of Dwayne Vermeulen and Prince that have been around, that have traveled the world, that they can pick him up at all times. Mm. And the fact that they've beaten all this South African team now, does it indicate how strong they can go in this tournament? How far do you think they can go, uh, John? It it really does. Uh, I mean, the the only... Blip that, that that they did get was against uh, the Jaguars in Argentina. Yes. But that's a different story. When we come locally, they smashed everyone around. I mean, there was no close game. And the one thing, the one aspect that really impressed me the most was in the scrums. I mean, they stood toe-to-toe with the Lions. At, at, at times, they scrummed them off of the ball. And uh, they are packed. Look, they look so much together. And when you look at the past game on Saturday, the sacks are so good in the mouth. But they got smashed every time. The sacks kept on going for the line-out, going for the malls. But they got driven back all the time. So they, the, the pack has really stood up. They're standing up. There were questions about Potter Human before the season started. I mean, it was mentioned that he was not first choice, nor was he even second choice. But he seems to be silencing his doubters now. What is he getting right, according to you, John Mamet? Having worked with Potter, the one thing that I can tell you about that man is He's a people's person. He knows how to manage guys individually. And the one thing about him is that he lets guys, he, he, he wants them to be free to play their own game. So, and the bunch of guys that the Bulls have now, there's some guys that are so much talented that they can start 
cut anything anywhere. So you don't want to box that guy and say, in your 22, you must just kick only. Those are the guys that will keep trying things and put him in the right man for the job to say, guys, be free, play wherever you see on the field, just play as you see and just take responsibility. So uh, for me, that, that has been the difference. And um, going forward, you will see the guys will come to the fold and they will win more games. And what about a guy like Roscoe Speckman as a winger yourself? I mean, he's come through from sevens and he's delivering. You know what? Um, I think in the past there's been a thing of if you want if you want to develop guys, let them go to sevens and they will come back into the fifteens. But we haven't seen much of that. We've seen the likes of um, Fiavello. He went. He came back. He, you know, he had that. He, he couldn't get going smoothly. Roscoe Speckman, Speckman is the guy that has went to seventh. He came back and he's, he has really hit the ground running. He never looked back. And I think there's a whole lot uh, that we can expect from him um, this coming season. Great stuff. John Mameta, always a pleasure, pleasure uh, talking to you, sir. And hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon. Uh, thank you so much, sir. I really, really appreciate it and grateful. Thank you very much there, uh, John Mameta. A legend. At the Bulls, uh, uh, John Mametza, there we were actually trying to count. I think he's he's played the most Curry Cup matches for the Bulls, right, Katlako? Yeah, played a hundred games uh, for the for the Bulls there, John Mametza, and it can be easy at the Bulls to go play. I remember actually when I was at school at uh, TUT, actually we were already uh, hearing about John Mametza and how good he was, and he went to go play over a hundred matches there, and it definitely uh, is an achievement worth noting, and a very very nice guy too of the rugby pitch. That's it then from us. That's where we'll leave it. We do apologize for some of the lines there this afternoon, there this evening rather. They went that great. Uh, we'll get it better. Uh, we'll be better tomorrow. But thank you for all those who to all those who have joined us and if you missed the big story again Zinedine Zidane is back at Real Madrid uh, that's the announcement from the club a couple of minutes ago 